Six Feet Under is made possible by our generous Patreon donors. This episode is brought to you by Michael O'Connor. You can find out more at patreon.com slash feats. An excerpt from Wanted Dead or Alive by Bon Jovi. It's all the same, only the names will change. Every day it seems we're wasting away. Another place where the faces are so cold. I drive all night just to get back home. I'm a cowboy on a steel horse I ride. I'm wanted, dead or alive. As you get up to the control room, it's very cold up there. And you see someone you never wanted to see again standing at the controls. Oh. Oh, God! Yuria. You should be Ted. And Aurorealis steps out under the balcony. You are not here to destroy us, or you would have done it already. What do you want? You destroyed my tower. I think I should destroy yours. Fair's fair. I think it would be real cool if Aurorialis and I swore and promised to each other that we would kill each other. Yeah, she's game. She's going to leave a mark upon you, though. Hey, hey, likewise, Radical. She, uh, burns a black mark above your brow. It's obviously a snowflake, right? Yes, it is a black snowflake. And the wind just takes her. Like, her body becomes snow, and she just drifts on the breeze. She's gone. Hey, who was that? So, let's let's talk about the damage quick. Okay. What happened is she froze the steam core, so that way it is, it is completely cooled. There is no heat. There is no steam. All the blimps are deflated. The tanks that hold spare steam and water have ruptured. It's a ship. It can be repaired. But the problem is that Royale is just completely annihilated the two of us. Just between you and me, Harbinger's having a fucking temper tantrum, and it's really immature. I don't want to be a part of it. You want to find out more about the dragons, right? If it'll help, sure. Then we need trouble. Let's go find some trouble. Not some trouble. Just trouble. I don't want to be on the sidelines anymore. Because then come the dragon's lore. But who's going to repair the ship? Nobody in Logdale knows how to do it. It's a logging community. We repair one robot bee, and then the robot bee repairs the other robot bees, and then the robot bees fix the ship. The worst thing is, that's not the worst plan. <laughs> Wait, did that actually make sense? Yes! Oh my god, I'm a genius. So back in Lendora, we find the king, and he's just now waking up for the first time. Since that day three days ago. And I think he finds a note clutched in one fist. Nico, you fool. You're cursed. The seed of revolution has been planted. Your life from here will not be one lived freely. Someday, when you're penniless, destitute on the streets, this curse will be lifted. Until then, live in misery, father. Hey there, everybody, and welcome back to Six Feet Under. We're here with Fellowship to Winter's End once more. And today we'll be getting on a train. At least it's the plan. I hope you get on a train. I don't have much else planned besides trains. I don't know what you're talking about. I was going to walk the whole way. Oh, well, I'll see you there. Yeah. Let's have a nice road trip, take some pictures, make everyone look at them after. Steal a car. Mm-hmm. The fact that we're doing something legally for once is... Baffling? Shocking, I know. Did you just call the pumpkin patch illegal? It's so illegal, you stole it! <laughs> Details. It's the most illegal ship in the air. You've committed a lot of crimes. I'm starting to, like, really... <laughs> reflect on the fact of the number of crimes we have committed so far. Like, at least two. Ah... <laughs> <sighs> So joining us as usual, we have Pop-Tart, Pan, Harbinger, and Yuria, with their usual voices, doing their usual things. Hello. Our voices. Yeah. Hello. 
Yeah, that thing. That one. Let's get on the train. Yippee-ki-yay. But before that, we need to jump back in time slightly. This next part was supposed to go in episode 11, but I forgot. My bad. It took a couple of days for Yuria to rebuild and reprogram enough of Bola's drones to get the auto repair process for the pumpkin patch online. Everyone spent a few days recuperating in Logdale before the upcoming train ride, while Yuria was hard at work. But at last she's finished. The remaining drones will fix themselves and then fix the pumpkin patch. The repair should be done in about a week. Plenty of time to get what everyone needs from Dragon's Lore. As Yuria is getting ready to turn in for the night, suddenly, she hears a familiar voice behind her. I have a favor ah. to ask. Huh? huh? Uh, yeah, what is it? Like, this is probably the, the most serious you've seen Pop-Tart, other than the, you know, the situation with Revolution. I need you to build something for me. Uh, what do you have in mind? I... I know we're low on parts right now, and I know this is asking... This is asking something big of you, and it's okay if you say no, I just... I need something to get you, Harbinger, and me up a volcano. Like a, a, a vehicle or a submarine or that. I don't know, something that will make sure we don't burn to death. Okay, when you say volcano... Uh... Oh dear. I promise nothing but I'm not planning anything untowards. I'm not planning anything that will put anybody in danger. This is something I really need to do and I need your help with it. I'll do anything. I haven't I okay, so out of character, Yuria does have an idea how to do this, but it's probably gonna be a high cost, so Yeah, you might need to get something from somewhere to be able to do that. Okay, so Yuria just kind of dwells on a thought and says, Something that keeps cool even above lava? Is that what you're going for? Yes. I can think of one thing, but... We have to get a piece off of Rorialis. How are we going to do that? I don't know. If there's a way, though, I'll find it. I owe you that much for how much you've saved me multiple times now. So here's why, why are we going into the volcano to begin with, though? I guess we should start there. Do you trust me? Yeah. I I said that before, yes. I can't tell you yet. Just believe me, this will do nothing but good. Alright. Yeah, kind of just looks down at her prosthetic arm again. I certainly know what it's like to keep secrets, so... I'm going... I'm going to pet her head. Does Pop-Tart announce that they're going to pet Yuria, or... Just do it? Yeah, I'm just going to reach up and gently pet her between the ears, being very very careful not to touch her actual real ear. Yuria jumps a little at this, and then her ears relax, and then she just leans into the pet. She closes her eyes and she just... This is probably the most you've ever seen her smile. I'm just gonna sit on her shoulders and continue petting her until she falls asleep. And then I'm gonna fall asleep wrapped up in her tail. And we're just gonna fall asleep outside of Logdale. Safest place in the kingdoms. It's definitely the safest Yuria has felt in... Ever. And with that, we cut to the next day where our heroes have gathered to take the train. And as you all head down to the Logdale train station that Flapjack pointed you toward, because it's actually about three quarters of a mile's walk away from Logdale itself. Hmm. Figures. Suburbs. As you come closer, you see that you have wanted posters on the bulletin board. Oh. There's... A collection of things on the bulletin board that are all relevant to your interests here. How convenient. I'll just take the whole thing into my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty big bulletin board. 
Yes, but would you be surprised if I found up some fucking crazy reason to do it anyway? Not really, but I'd like to see you explain it. I take a picture with my camera phone. Nice. Now it is truly in my pocket. I mean, is there anyone around? This is Logdale, so not really. There's, like, someone at the ticket window, but it's not like they're paying attention until you come up to buy a ticket. Okay, when you said it was Logdale, my immediate first mental image was that there aren't any real people around, but there are a lot of, like, log mannequins set up to look like people around. (laughs) Check the tourist agencies. Yeah, there's, like, four wooden carvings of elves around. Like, not even carvings, just snowmen made out of short logs, you know? Great. I'm saying that the Ticketmaster has a really weird hobby, but nobody should judge him because we all have weird hobbies, I'm sure. Yeah. Just a reminder, you're not allowed in Curse of Chaos. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, I'm getting rid of these. Pan just smacks the board and all of the wanted posters disintegrate. Oh, good. Well, before that, we should probably (laughs) describe them. Yeah, we should probably do the thing that we were planning to do. (laughs) Sorry. Okay. Uh, It was... (laughs) You gotta look at them. I know you're excited, but God. Don't you want a trail of continuity between this and rogue elements? Jeez, come on, Clove. Sorry, Ix. We have six wanted posters up, along with a notice that seems particularly relevant to at least two of you. And the notice is that Halflings are illegal now, and will be hunted on sight. But there's four of us. Yes. You're one, you're, you're one question behind. <laughs> <laughs> Who is yes. the other two? Did they put a wanted poster of a ball of tentacles? They put a wanted poster up of the pumpkin patch. That's one of them. There's like four pictures of the pumpkin patch taken from different angles because it flew over the city. (laughs) And it says like, this is a stolen ship. It is harboring fugitives. If you see it, tell us. Are these actually just all our character sheets pinned up? (laughs) God, I hope not. There's so many secrets on your character sheets. Well, like as much as they could fill in. Like, yeah. A lot of stuff, like, let's see, what was probably not filled in. Like, for Harbinger, they probably didn't know how to fill out Agenda. What, so it's just RPG Mad Libs? I mean, what is a stat sheet but RPG Mad Libs, really? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's a really good way to describe them, yeah. I mean, look at the Bonds, that's literally Mad Libs. So, the other extra poster. There is a poster for the 30th, I think it's the 30th? 30th Prince of Lindora. Ugh. Is this dope? Some foppish looking dude in their teens. Wow, what a dork! Who is wanted for crimes against. or for, for, for attempted regicide, is what is listed. Well, like crimes against fashion. Look at that outfit. <sighs> What's wrong? It's cute. It is a cute outfit. Yeah, it's, it's cute. What's wrong? Be nice, Yuria. Everyone has their own taste. Yeah, Yuria. Oh, I'm not denying that. Bad taste. Wait, so did... Okay, so we're not the only one to do that crime. There's at least like two or three people who've done that crime. Yeah. Or at least attempted it, yeah. Yeah! No one succeeded yet. But yes, all four... Well, I don't think all four of you are for attempted regicide. It's... Just the one. Yeah. There's three of you for attempted regicide. Actually, they probably wouldn't even make Pop-Tart look like a child. They would make Pop-Tart look like some kind of frog witch. I don't even know. Like really sculpted Maleficent cheekbones. <laughs> yeah, you just describe, describe the drawing for Pop-Tart Harbinger. <laughs> what, what does their wanted poster look like? What does it say? So you know how in Avatar The Last Airbender in that episode where they went to a play and a giant muscly guy was playing Toph in the play? Yes, it's that. <laughs> that was wonderful. <laughs> it's that. Okay. But for Pop-Tart. So you have big muscle Pop-Tart. But with like a scraggly, like, and a Green Gables wig. Also the poncho's the same size, so it's basically just like a capelet. And some like drawn on super big freckles, so it's like stage makeup and you can really see yeah. it. <laughs> 
I'm thinking like death metal hair where it's like straight and stringy all the way down. That's a gross (laughs) misinterpretation of Pop-Tart's aesthetic. (laughs) Which is appropriate in this crate. Well, I mean, they're trying to inspire the public to hunt her down, so, you know, I guess fair enough. Mm. Oh, it's like wet with like pond scum. It's like Swamp Witch realness. <laughs> yeah, it's trying to imitate that Swamp Witch look. It's like that real Swamp Witch aesthetic that we're all craving every minute of our days. <laughs> so, Harbinger. Yes? Uh, your poster is the only one that doesn't say attempted regicide. The other three do. Hooray. Scot-free. <laughs> <laughs> You're just as a collaborator and mastermind. Nice. Those are compliments. Yeah, I'm going to take him as such. So, Pan, do you want to describe what Harbinger looks like in their description is? Sure. <laughs> it's just a page from a local furniture design catalog <laughs> with some belt on glued to it. <laughs> they weren't really sure. All they know is that they're pretty sure where you got that blanket from. <laughs> Damn. They're on to me. That's the suspect was last seening. Last seening? Last scene, wearing... Well, I imagine JoJo poses when you say scening, so, you know, maybe that's fine too? (laughs) Was last scene scening. Yeah. Wearing this duvet from this collection. Uh, not really sure about the rest. Have fun. Oh, how did they know? Pan, destroy the bulletin board. He just kind of kicks it gently and it flops over. (laughs) (laughs) But it's against a wall, so it doesn't really go anywhere. Oh, I thought it was like a standy one. It just kind of leans yeah, back a against one, the wall of the rest stop here. There's a wall right behind it. Yeah. And he just says, oops. So now instead of like, you know, being a 90 degree angle, it's at like a 60 degree <laughs> angle. <laughs> That'll show him. Good job, Pan. Thanks. So, Yuria, do you want to describe Pan's poster? Yeah. With attempted regicide as their crime? Hey! For some reason, it looks like the cover art for, like, a $2 used book. Like, one of those romance books. <gasps> with the shirtless... Was it drawn by A.M. Whiteflower? <laughs> yes! <laughs> Guest illustration. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, I have an idea. A.M. Whiteflower was actually at the court that day. <gasps> okay. Because she is a member of high society, obviously. Alright. And was a witness. We just didn't notice her. And now we got a book being written loudest. Good job! Woo! So, so does that mean that Pan is like the only accurately drawn one? It's just also like in an exaggerated shoujo fashion? Yes. Good. Her, her, her priorities were very, very clear. Are there lots of roses around them? He's, uh, he's, like, tentatively holding onto a horse, you know, like one of those horse riding books. Oh, absolutely. But also more like some spider lilies or something. You gotta get the symbology right, you know? <laughs> I mean, fair enough. You look more like a prince than the prince. I mean, fair enough. <laughs> you know, we want to do something really collaborative with the community on this wanted poster. We're gonna get different artists. We're gonna get a collage artist. We're gonna get... Um, someone who literally only draws buff dudes and get them to draw a child. It's gonna be like a real community outreach kind of thing, you know? Am I gonna become a folk hero? Yeah, that's kind of the question I'm wondering about. How excited about this is Pan being a big fan of AM Whiteflower? Are you stealing this wanted poster? (laughs) I think I might steal this one. Yeah. Retroactively unburn it. (laughs) See if you can get it signed later, honestly. Or he likes, he like very delicately, like, grabs it with, like, a little bit of cloth between his hands so he doesn't accidentally burn it and just, like, nicely folds it up. Yeah, that's that's really smart, Pan. Carry around the wanted poster of yourself. Yeah. I mean, that way nobody else has it. So, uh, Pop-Tart, describe Yuri as wanted poster. Um, it's basically a bright red robot, like one of those old-style, like, robots that are all boxy and stuff. Like a rock'em sock'em? Yeah, like one of those with a ponytail made out of wires and a giant (laughs) yo-yo. The yo-yo is like strapped to their back like some kind of transformer robot. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? She also transforms and so there's like two pictures side to side (laughs) and the transformed version is like a unicycle. (laughs) 
a transformation song. Oh, wait, what? I, that is a gross misinterpretation of everything Yuri has done. But like the yo-yo is the wheel for the unicycle. Oh yeah, now that you mention that, it all makes sense. <laughs> Alright, what does it say in Yuri's description, though? Does it have any additional text, like cyborg or something? Kill a robot handle with care. Alright, perfect. I think mine probably said unidentified blanket wearer. Yeah. Does the word columnist even show up? You know, that's actually a wonderful question. I would presume that... Lendora would have some knowledge of the Column City, but at the same time, I'm not really sure how much, you know? Yeah, me either. Well, that's something we can figure out later. Yeah. Also, I like that uh, my wanted poster has attempted regicide and not starting a revolution. Oh yeah, I should probably add that. <laughs> that that's probably also a part of it, too. I, th that's probably also a crime that I did. You know, I'm so glad that the three of you also have... Well, two of you have attempted regicide. I still don't know who this dorky prince is, but... I was the only one that actually assaulted the king, so... I tried. He just couldn't catch me. I think you have assault backwards in your mind, Pop-Tart. So are we going to do that disguise thing we talked about? <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to try to formulate what the on earth my disguise is going to be, to be totally honest with you. Or where we get them. Back at the pumpkin patch. I mean, we literally have a mall, Pam. But we already walked all the way here. Yeah, you can walk some more. I, like, pull out a key fob and click it, and the pumpkin patch <laughs> moves closer, but nobody sees it, so it's fine. Hey! I mean, the whole issue right now is that it can't move. Oh. That's why we're taking the train. Right. That's the it entire just... reason. <laughs> no, no, it does move. It just crawls along the floor slowly. You hit the thing to summon it, and it just falls over. Okay, give me, give me back the remote. <sighs> oh, fine. If you want to blend into Logdale, just go get like a flannel sheet or something, and then just wrap your arm in more flannel. Look, what are the actual places to get some good, like, fabric around here? Or is this disguise thing actually going to just be the four of us kind of trading clothes around in, like, rearranging and reusing and upcycling them, as weirdos like to say? Okay. Well, uh, You Looking Cool has a bunch of clothes. All sorts of clothes. Uh, Marley Vidson has leather goods. Trash to Treasure has metal goods. Like, if you wanted to be, like, a welder or something. Curse this is the hypothetical AU shirts. where we convinced Pan to walk back, though, because he seems pretty obstinate. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so... I can't get any of that. Let's see. I mean, I could just... You could just shrink down. I'll carry the lazy boy. Oh, right. Oh, that's actually a good point, that the boy you can just shrink down to nothing. Woo, okay. I'm guessing we're not allowed inside the blanket. Oh, the problem is that you are, but other things are as well. Neat. <laughs> okay. Yes, that's right, both of you. What? Okay, we're, we're gonna ride with Harbinger. Wait. Right. You buy the tickets, Yuria. That's why the shoulders are so puffy on this. They think so you're Yuria's a robot, it's fine. The in disguise. What's your disguise look like, Yuria? Look, I drew that picture of Yuria in Scarlet's clothing. I am going to make that cannon, damn it. Okay. So you're dressed like Scarlet. Yeah. The person who does not exist in this universe. Uh, she's probably some sort of fictional comic character or something. Who knows? Man, I can't believe our engineer has disguised herself by hiding as an engineer. <sighs> I mean, I would have suggested wearing that beautiful denim <laughs> nightgown that I made you, but whatever. <laughs> I'm just holding my face in my hands right now. <laughs> I don't think you can wear a nightgown as a good disguise. I mean, you could try. I'm not going to stop you. I mean, it's just a denim dress. Yeah. A denim nightgown is not an not a acceptable Part combination. Part of the problem here is that all of you are very distinctive, even if your posters are all incorrect. Just let your yeah. hair down. They, see, they, they want someone with a ponytail. Just, like, have two ponytails. <laughs> I, I can just put the ponytail in the hat, okay? Oh. Can you, like, not untie it? Is it just like that? Oh, yeah, I pulled, <laughs> I pulled the hair pan out. Ta-da! <laughs> there you go. Okay, I now have a disguise idea. Pan, 
Give yes. me your cool sash thing. Oh, okay. Here's okay. My, here's my cool sash thing. Thank you. I take off my hood. Up. And I'm going to use my bread blanket and this yellow sash from Pan to like kind of imitate a more monkish style of dress. Cool. And I like sneak a glance at the bulletin board just to make sure I still look nothing like that nasty teenager. And it's like, okay, yes, few, yeah. few. Yeah, it's been long enough. Okay, Babushka, let's get on the train. <laughs> I was going for more of a monk thing because I'm quite bald. So, Pan, are you hiding, like, still in Harbinger's clothes, or are you going to go as, like, a child, or what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, shrink down just enough to make this even more complicated. Wonderful. Just a very buff child. <laughs> this is- uh, Hi, I'm a monk. This is my buff child. <laughs> this is my buff child, who I love dearly. I'm just a very strong boy. Yeah. This is my strong boy, who am I love. Deeply. Well, now we're going with this. Okay. Alright. So you get to the ticket window. My strong boy and his pet frog. The fact that we didn't have to roll for any of this pretty much ensures <laughs> that our costumes are so great. And it's an automatic dispenser. Oh, uh, wait! <laughs> I can't believe that automatic dispenser carved so many statues. How beautiful. <laughs> It really just shows you the progress of technology yeah. and the There's beauty of the... There's literally one person oh. in the entire train area, and they're in the office. They're not even paying attention to you. Oh yeah, we did kind of break some things and they didn't notice. Yeah. Anyway, come on, Mom, let's go. <laughs> you didn't break them very yes. loudly. You just kind of pushed, toppled it a little. So the rest stop area is basically like a bus stop. That whole area underneath it is open. There's benches and chairs, and it's just an overhang to sit while it rains or snows. I thought of a disguise name for Pan. Pin. <laughs> it's Pin Pin. It's Pin Pin. <laughs> this is Pin Pin, my boy. What's Harbinger's name gonna be? Great question. Well, if I'm accompanying someone named Pin Pin... It has to be really believable. Barbara. Okay. Look. There are different kinds of monks than the ones that were your mom. Really? Yes. Really? No, I'm fucking with you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you've really tapped into some, like, deep-set psychological patterns here. I'm sure that when the time comes, I will come up with a perfect name for myself on the spur of the moment, without any need for preparation. And then Pop-Tart's just a frog during all of this. Yeah. Yes. That is Pin-Pin's beloved pet. And this is a stuffed red panda I want for <laughs> Pin-Pin at a carnival. <laughs> uh, good. Great. Perfect. This is what happens when you let me plan things. It's good. It's I, good. I it's good. Plan. So we're half an hour into this session and the train shows up. Hooray! I will show this one adult ticket and this one child ticket from the automatic dispenser to the person on the train. Why didn't and... we bother buying one for Yuria? Are we that out of money? I can't, I... Uh, don't worry about it. Uh, I'm sure these things work out in the end. I mean, Yuria got in, so presumably she just bought her own ticket. Yeah. Let's roleplay out a... exactly how many gold and how much silver each ticket costs, yeah. and how that compares with our overall financial situation. Fellowship doesn't have a money system. <laughs> what is the <laughs> economy? The game tracks. How about this economy, I say to the ticket taker as I get on the train. <laughs> yeah, and you're all let in. How about this economy? It doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. Apparently. So... These are like Professor Layton or Harry Potter style trains, where right. there's a hallway along one side and then like four booths in each passenger car, and all four of you could easily fit into one booth. Or you could take two booths since you went as two groups. My face is cold. This is, uh, this is awful, to be honest. So I'm gonna put the hood back on while we're just, uh, just, uh, in private, you know. I know that's kind of an inversion of how things typically work, but, you know, it's just how my comfort levels work. Okay. 
You tried to carry me like a stuffed animal. Let's not talk about comfort. As as much as I love role playing as your sweet strong child, I, I I'm not going to do that for the rest of this. Goodbye, Pin Pin. <laughs> now you're dead and back to being Pan. Thank you. We'll we'll, we'll make sure Pin Pin gets some screen time later. <laughs> so, so let's uh, let me describe this train real quick. So the Copper Bullet is the name of the train, and it is a copper train painted green. Got a, it's standard train stuff. It's got like a coal car and it's a very rounded shape, including the train cars. They're all very round. They're like ovular cylinders. The passenger cars are, like I said before, like they're Professor Layton or Harry Potter style, where there's just a bunch of booths lining the wall in a hallway going all the way down one side. So like Lost Express style. Yeah. So you got two cars like that. You guys are all filed into one. All four of you could fit into a single booth easily and comfortably if you'd like. Um, but there, this all, the train is also mostly empty. There's like one filled passenger booth in these front two cars. And then there's a dining car and another passenger car. And that car is currently barred off. You actually aren't allowed past the dining car, which is why those other cars are red. Hmm. I'm not interested in anything but the dining car. Does, does our ticket come with like all-you-can-eat buffet? Not all-you-can-eat. Your ticket does include meals at mealtimes. There will be a bell. Don't you have food? Don't you always have food? Actually, Pop-Tart's pretty much out. Oh no. I mean, I uh, have food, but I'm I not mean, if you really not... think about it, aren't we all made of food? Here he looks at her metal arm. I'm just gonna idly gnaw on Panzia. And then after that passenger car are a bunch of cargo cars. Right, right. And then behind that are two military cars, bringing up the back. Oh. One of them is loaded full of soldiers. They're just kind of there. There's a captain involved. You don't have to care about that, but there is one. And there is a tank sitting on the back the, on the back one. Oh. Just casually sitting there. Yeah, pretty much just casually sitting on like a flat car that's extra wide. Hmm. And it's chained in place. And it is armed with various artillery fire and what looks like a flamethrower of similar make to the one on the pumpkin patch. Hmm. And that's just sitting there on the train. So, the train ride, if you if you want to tab over to the maps quick. Yeah, yeah. Going up to Dragon Lore is going to have four stops along the way at each of these bends. They're just various communities that they stop off at and either pick, off, pick up or offload supplies. And it'll be about a six-hour trip, including all the stops, up to Dragon Lore. So you'll be getting there in the evening. Okay. I think Harbinger is already snoring. And it sounds like horrible occult chanting, by the way. Don't know two ways about it. Don't mind me, Ma. They just make that noise. That's just the sound they make when they nap. It's fine. Anyway, I'm going to take a nap. I don't know what the hell you people are doing. Actually, I do know what you're doing. I'm going to kick you all out of the cabin so I can take a good nap. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Oh, you know, Yuri's gonna sneak back in there, because we do have some. And then I'm going to use one of my uses of ley lines to seal the door. Rude! That seems like a bad use of resources. <laughs> I checked it off in my inventory. We refreshed it for this reason. Got it. What's good for the goose is good for the gander, and I think you, gander, need to stretch your legs or whatever. Bye. What's a goose? It's like a mean duck. It's like an eight-headed bird that attacks people on the road. Uh, well, okay. Oh. I was trying to be correct, but if you want to, if you, phantom narrator, want to just poison Pop Tarts, no. Mind. Actually, this is this is a fact. I have a mini for this for the future. Oh, are geese in this world just terrible? <laughs> I I think it's fantastic. Thank you. Let me just let me just load this up quick. There we go. There. I have that. I have that mini. Here we go. Oh, that's not great. That's pretty is, good. Is that a Hydra goose? It oh. is a goose Hydra. Uh. Okay. Well, it's just on the train with us now. <laughs> no, it's gone. It's just a passenger. <laughs> it's just a different hat on every head. Are there any other passengers in this car, or...? Uh, there is another cop person in the front cars, but I don't have a mini for them or anything. There is someone there. Got it. Well, we got... I guess we can go back into that car. We just can't get back into our cab booth thing. Yeah, you can go anywhere you want except the the specific cabin that Harbinger sealed off. Is it breakfast yet? It could be. It could be late breakfast. You could go get some some 
potatoes. Let's go get some potatoes. So is this like one of those continental breakfasts where it's just like everything? Yeah, it's like toast, hash browns, and eggs. Oh yeah. Cool. I wonder how far our wanted posters have gotten. Because we kind of gave up on the disguise thing right quick. Yeah, you, you kind of did. Half of you immediately took your disguises off. Hmm. A wonderful tactical decision which I immediately separated myself from. They won't let me in the dining car if I'm a frog. That's true. They will not let you eat as a frog. To be fair, your your poster wasn't... <laughs> You'll no. be fine. Yeah. But also, um, out of character, Gnome, is this Goose Hydra just a passenger now? <laughs> you didn't take it off. I, I did take it off, and someone put it back. I'm taking it off. Okay. Is it just like the Halfling Guardian of this train? No. <laughs> I think it was a picture on the wall. Oh, so basically, like, when Pop-Tart asks what's a goose, Pan could just point to point to that picture? Yeah. There, there was just a monster goose on the wall. It's Imperial policy to keep pictures of geese on trains just to keep people alert and yeah. terrified, as they should be, of geese. And various other things that they should be terrified of, like a collection of your wanted posters. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, some of us aren't carrying our wanted posters around. Hey, it was well done. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I know this illustrator. Anyway, I'm gonna just politely knock on the door, and is that gonna hurt me? The window is probably full of, like, black smoke or something, but other than that, it's totally normal. Okay, so she's gonna knock. Hey, Harvey? Harvey. <gasps> okay, stop your all impression, please. <laughs> no, I think that's the door screaming, not Harbinger. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, yeah. Wait, you know. what? So Yuri just says this to the door. It's fine. Uh, I mean, you can't just magically seal a door and not expect a few side effects. Wait, the door's alive? A lot of things are alive. Um, Yuri looks at the hatch brown she has and offers a door? <laughs> hatch brown? The hatch brown is also alive if you think about it fucked up, huh? Ooh. I don't know who I'm speaking as now. Maybe this is like another passenger just walking by in the background. <laughs> they just wiggle their fingers behind Yuri as they say this. That's <laughs> some, like, weird psychological disorder where they have to narrate their life. Hi, I'm Mince Moninsa. I'm a horror screenplay author. And that's the other passenger up front. <laughs> Who's, like, two cars ahead of it. I love... Horror. Ah, <sighs> this always happens when we're at nastiness, apparently. Wherever I go, I seek out horrifying stories to share with my readers. Wait, are they elven? They're yeah. either elven or lalafell? Or, yeah, or dwarven, given that. It could be dwarven, this could be our first Mince. dwarf. Yeah, I think their name is Mince, so I think it has to be dwarven. That checks out. Yeah, they're a dwarven scre horror screenplay author. Mince Mince, okay. So wait, he's getting ideas from me trying to open this cursed door? You know where I get ideas from? Everywhere! Horror is everywhere. Everything is horrifying. Haha, ha. have a good day, young lady. And then, like, wanders off having completely ruined Yuri's day. Yeah. Wanders into the dining car. Oh, this bacon is horrifying. I must have it. The bacon man will be my next piece. Ooh, the egg man! <laughs> God! <laughs> hey, what does Mince Mimensa look like, by the way? That's a good question. How about you tell me, what does a dwarf look like? Well, a dwarf... <laughs> Historically, they've been called white pandas by the red pandas because they also have pans, which is the colloquial term for paw hands. Yes. But like any dwarf, he has long floppy ears and a little bit of a tail and like these big, big paw hands that are traditionally used for digging but I guess he uses them for writing. I don't understand how he uses a keyboard. They just have specialized typewriters for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, he's wearing, like, a dapper three-piece suit with, like, a little bit of a hole for his fluffy tail to come out, and his two ears are actually, like, tied back in a low ponytail. That sounds adorable. What the hell? Yeah. That sounds painful. With, like, with, like little reading glass. Well, no, the dwarven, dwarven ears are floppy. 
Yeah, they're really long and floppy like bunny ears. Yeah, or like, uh, like, like the... Like Numo ears. Yeah. They're a lot like Numo. And I think he also has a little goatee. Yeah, like a little bit of goatee mustache a situation. Goatee. A little, like, one monocle. Like a monocle, yeah. Well, if you had two monocles, it'd just be called glasses. <laughs> no, he has two monocles. There we <laughs> <Okay>. go. <laughs> they're two independent monocles. Okay. One, they're actually different prescriptions. So, like, one's for close reading, one's for far away. Okay, I just thought you meant he, like he had them both on at once. No, they're like one on each eye. They're like okay. bifocals, but done the other way. So not bifocals at all. Well, they're two, they're still two focals. <laughs> <sighs> they're just on different eyes. God damn it, close. I th- I feel like at this point, Mince Nomo Ninsa want like wanders into the next car and it looks at Pan and looks at the wanted poster comically like right behind him is like whoa you look kind of like that guy isn't that horrifying i'm gonna tell everybody no i'm just fucking with you and he pats you on the shoulder yeah <laughs> <laughs> great use of this npc everyone <laughs> hey soldiers oh wait are there wanted posters on the train yeah, I said that earlier. Oh. Yeah, I wasn't joking when I said that there was there were pictures of things people should be afraid of, like wanted posters and the high goose hydra. I think Pinpin might need to make a triumphant return. Yeah. It's worth noting that Pinpin's hair goes down like past his feet because of the scaling issue. I'm gonna go talk to Minsnaminsa because he's I'm, I'm I'm a sweet little Pinpin. And I'm sure this kindly old man will talk to this young, strong boy. <laughs> All right, as you go to talk to him, he leads a bunch of soldiers past you. I saw them in this car. Oh, fun, everyone. I can, like, tell them through, like, telepathy. Telepathy. Are you okay? <laughs> With mind, mind stuff. I mean, kids don't know big words. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh... The dwarf dude, uh, I I think he's on to you. I don't know why you're doing this. Have fun. I'm gonna eat more eggs. So I'm a strong growing boy. Hey, Iria. A bunch of guards are in here now. And they're looking at the wanted posters. Uh... Alright, search all the cars. Okay, we are going to need some... It's okay, it's okay. Those posters look nothing like us. Just don't be nervous. (sighs) Ah... Like Brown would say, I don't know if they're gonna recognize my arm or not. Have you seen that drawing, Yuri? Yeah. Yeah. All right. They are now inspecting you. What are you at the uh, the room that you two are in? What are you two doing? A guy knocks on your door before opening it. Well, I'm just a, I'm just a pet frog. In a t- am I in a tank or like a bowl or something? Yeah, you could sure. be in Yuri's lap. Okay. Yeah. Just like a loose frog. <laughs> yeah, just a pet frog. <laughs> yeah. But I'm a large frog, so. You- Oh, I know what to do. Okay. We gotta act natural, so Yuri's gonna pull out one of her food. Uh, It's a small bag of blueberries that she's been keeping for a while, because it's one of the last uh, blueberry bushes from... Oh, that must have gotten disgusting. Where were you keeping that? That, Like, they're all mushed up. Her arm has a freezer compartment. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. (laughs) You just just have a loose blueberry (laughs) slot? (laughs) For snacks. Look, I want my blueberries. I'm going to start eating them now. Very, and I'm going to look very non-suspicious. Thank you. So we we get into a tableau where you're like your mouth is hanging open. You have a blueberry poised in front of it, and Pop Tart's just sitting in your lap as a frog. The fur around your mouth is all stained purple. If you don't give me one of those blueberries, I'm going to bite you. <laughs> <laughs> the frog says as the. As the, As the officer guard walks around into the room. room. Maybe I don't say that out loud. Maybe I am thinking this thing. We do have telepathy. We do have mind talk. <laughs> Alright, yeah. all clear. They shut the door and go to the next car. Yeah, oh wait. I think we might have incriminated ourselves at that whole, like, magic death door thing, huh? Yeah, Harbinger, they knock on your door. Whoa. So the soldier knocks on the door, right? And the door opens, and a tired-looking monk is standing there yawning, holding up a gem that quickly seems to glow purple for a second, and then he just puts it in his pocket, and he's like, Oh, hey, how can I help you? Uh, we're looking for the folks in these wanted posters, and he holds out the pile to you. 
Are you harboring anyone in this room, passenger? I, like, pull out a giant pile, or giant pair, of Coke bottle glasses, and, like, lean in way close to look at the posters, and I'm just like, um... I mean, I haven't seen... I mean, I was asleep, so I guess I wouldn't really know. I mean, you're free to check if you want. No. They they do a cursory check, but it's not like... There's, like, two luggage compartments and two benches yeah. to sit on. Like, padded benches, so it's, it doesn't take long. They just open the compartments, they nod, they close them, they walk out. Thank you for your time, sir, and they shut the door. Alright, and I guess it just goes right back to being super creepy. <laughs> and it magically reseals and the smoke fills the window as they walk away. The door screams at them as they move along the cart. I mean, I had an explanation for that if they wanted it. I was just going to be like, oh yeah, yeah, I just, yeah, no, I black out the window so I can get a good night's sleep. You know, nomadic monk like me, but fucking can't sleep in the sun. Oops, I'm not supposed to curse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but how'd you get the smoke? Oh wait, that's right, you stole Yuria's fate break, didn't you? Oh, I just told up the purple gem that I was referring to, and it was really ominous. Yeah, there was a there was an ominous purple magic thing. Anyway. It's just, it's just like a, some, a magic curtain, basically. Yeah. Don't worry about it. If we want to, we could be at Dragon's Lord now. The rest of the train ride will be pretty uneventful compared to what's happened so far. All these problems caused by ourselves, yeah, that's probably mm-hmm. the best. Yeah. Thanks, Mitzmanin Beninsa. <sighs> You're welcome, small child, I guess. I'm a real big fan of your work! I want to graph out how this character's voice has changed. <laughs> <laughs> so, as the train is... Pulling up to Dragon's Lore. Where is everyone and what are you doing? Pinpin has been eating eggs for the last six <laughs> hours. <laughs> well, it switched, by the way. Like, there's a lunch menu and then there's a dinner menu. And you Yuria can have eggs for dinner. Pressed at the bill. Breakfast for dinner is the best thing. Shut up. Eggs are all good. purpose. There's no bad situation to eat eggs. But it switches over from being eggs and bacon to being, like, jerky sandwiches. Mm-hmm. His cholesterol is <laughs> through the roof, but we'll deal with that when it comes. In, like, 20 years. Yeah. If that. We don't know how dragon... I'm not sure if he has arteries. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. You won't be alive long enough to deal with that. Don't you worry. Uh-oh. I can't wait for the proctologist episode of Six Feet Under Presents <laughs> Fellowship to Winter's End. I can't wait for the episode where everybody goes to get their yearly medical checks. Mm-hmm. So, Pop-Tart, where are you as the train pulls into the stop you're finally getting off at six hours later? Um, I'm probably still hanging out with Yuria, being mad that we couldn't get into Harbinger's room. Okay. So, are, are you, Yuria, are you then also still in the same train co- uh, train compartment with Pop-Tart? Yeah, there wasn't really much to do anyway if I can't go bug Harbinger, so... Okay. We were probably talking about Halflings or something. Yeah, maybe Yuria was asking me questions about halflings. She doesn't know anything about halflings, so yeah. That's why you're asking questions. Yeah. Yeah, what questions did you ask? Which is the hottest halfling? We know which is the hottest halfling, but, you know. Actually, wait. There's a <laughs> role for this. Hey, Yuria, roll to speak softly. Let's see what Yuria herself picked up from this conversation. Oh, dear. Let me go grab my dice. I forgot my dice. Here they are. <laughs> You actually need those. I don't know if you know this from the first hour of gameplay, but... Yeah, turns out the tabletop games are all about dice sometimes. Let's roll. You could have typed it like us lazy people. Yeah, but I got a... Let's see. That's a sense roll? Uh, wisdom is speak softly. Oh, wisdom? Oh. That was a six. <laughs> all right. You ask one question. Who's the hottest halfling? <laughs> That's not one of the questions. Damn it. <laughs> How you ruin my playing immersion? What can they tell? What can Pop Tart tell me about the hottest halfling? That is a question. I mean, if that's the question you want to ask. No, I'm gonna say, what should I be wary of when dealing with halflings in general? All halflings serve a community, but not all communities are good and have good people in them. Ah. <sighs> also, since they're beings of like myth and legend. Uh, not all myths are good either. <laughs> not all halflings are good. Yeah. You know how most urban legends in the real world work, right? They're things like Slenderman. 
Yeah, and crocodiles in the sewer systems or whatever. Yeah. Those are the things that halflings are. Except we exist. Yeah, except you exist. That that's a big pretty that's a pretty big difference. Alright. So as you um pull into the station, none of you are paying too much attention, it sounds like. No. You're all involved in your own things. But as you get up to leave, you see a pair of familiar faces sitting at the train station. Uh-oh. Oh, I was waiting for you to get to my turn about what I was doing, and I was oh, sorry. stealing the fucking tank. Oh, oh, yeah, okay, never mind. I'm sorry, let me let me go back in time a minute, because I did forget. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you see in the... I like to imagine that, like, this next part has to be told in flashbacks. <laughs> For what Harbinger was fucking doing and not just napping for six hours, probably only napping for like four, it's fine. Oh. Yeah. So let's let's do that. Let's go let's go into that. What were you actually doing in your secret room? Well, you see, I think the core of the prestige is around using the second use of my accessing you know, my ley lines to make inaccessible locations accessible. Yes. To make the tank accessible from where I am in this car. Yeah, you just open a portal between you and the tank. And I just kind of go in there and I'm like, alright, looks good in here. I think the way this is going to work is I think Harbinger is just going to like leave this portal specifically from this train car into this okay. tank open until just the right opportunity. Alright, so it's even better because I get to describe a thing I was going to describe later. Yes. Right now. So, yes. as you're inside this tank, it's starting to, like, I don't know what you're planning to do with it, but as it pulls into Dragon Lore, some people are getting out of the military car to unchain it. And this is where Radical. they were getting off with the tank. Radical. Alright. Now, the question is, does the portal stay inside the tank, since the tank was the original targeted, un- inaccessible yeah, location? I think so. Okay. Interesting. So you have a portal, like, Next to the gunner, next to the cannon's reloading station, between the cannon and your chair in the in the train. Radical. Now let's see. I feel like uh, mice moment, uh, getting the guard was another important part of Harbinger's plan, and I didn't know that until just now when I decided it. But let's try to figure out why. Obviously, it would have distracted one of the guards, but how would that affect all the rest of the guards? Would they like? If you could steal one of his things, you can see through their eyes. That's fucked up. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I forget all the cool things I can do. Actually, I probably just, like, grabbed the dog tags that are hanging in the tank from one of the mechanics or something, you know? Sure. Yeah, yeah. And that's someone who's, like, actually working with the tank so I can keep an eye on the tank directly. And I feel like the reason I was able to get that dog tag is because... This guard who was in front of the dining car is also, like, a sergeant who was in charge of making sure his fucking men didn't just spend all day eating. <laughs> oh, that's right, it was the ladies. Yeah, so that totally makes sense. The lady was in charge of making sure that nobody else yes. was eating other than mealtime. And as soon as she got distracted by Mince Momensa, like, fucking a flood of engineers were just like, Let's get some of that nasty stuff. <laughs> and went to Nasty Ned's dining car. Well, even that tastes better than military rations. And who was it who tipped Mince Momensa off? That's right, it was the mysterious monk, the Prestige. Bum, bum, bum! Bum, bum, bum! Anyway, I'm in the middle of stealing a tank. I'm not all the way there yet, but I think this is probably as far as I got. Thanks. Yeah, sounds good. So you're in the middle of that, as a pair of familiar faces on the train station are waiting for it to stop. So... Uh, Knight and Gislin, we haven't seen them in a hot fucking minute. So let's remind everyone at home what they look like. Uh, Knight is a columnist similar to Harbinger. She wears a ro- uh, form-concealing robes that hide her face and wraps around her arms and legs, and she carries a sword and has a feather beast similar to Harbinger's tentacle beast. And that is just flapping along on her shoulder right now. It is made of wings, like dog is made of tentacles. Gislin, next to her, is a sh- is very short for an elf, only like five and a half feet tall, and he's very buff. And he carries a power pack on his back. His right arm is a strong elven make uh, cybernetic, 
and his left arm is Orcish Snake, a giant shield arm with a bunch of weapons lining the inside. Oh that boy! Fucker took Fire's arm. Yeah, you, you, as you're getting out of your car, you can you can see the arm from here. It's very visible. It's almost taller than him. Doesn't Fire like? Isn't there just another Fire? Yeah, that was just a. Um, it's just so- a Fire arm. Yeah, it's a Fire arm. Yeah, but still, it's an Orcish weapon. It is an orcish weapon. It is now in Gislin's hands. Neat. Wonder where they're going. Anyway, let's leave. <laughs> yeah. They are, they are leaving Dragon's Lore. And Knight is talking rapidly with Gislin about something as they get onto the front car. If you guys want to do this stealthily, you could just get out the second car and they won't be seeing you. Uh. Yuria. Pan. Yeah. Get. Out of the train. Aye, aye, coach. As we're doing that... I mean, aye, aye, coach! Because I'm still pin-pin. <laughs> okay, I have a plan, by the way. I don't like these fuckers. What if we try to get convince these guards that these are the ones that are wanted? Mm. Knight looks like Harbinger. We can convince them that Gislin is actually the one that's part robot. Oh, I thought you were going to say me, because I'm an elf, but he doesn't have enough. He's bald! You're clearly not bald! Fair. Um, hmm. I mean, you have a rumor lover sitting right behind you, so it does make sense. So do we just, like, what? Do we just, like, glue a ponytail onto Gislin? Well, I mean, wanted posters occasionally get things wrong. It's pretty easy to shave off your hair once you see a wanted poster of yourself, isn't it? Hmm. Yeah. I mean... I would never. Who would ever do that? Well, while you're engaging in that plan, can I engage in mine? Because mine doesn't require me to do much. Got it. Yeah, do your thing. Uh, I'm going to shrink down and hop into the next um, the next carriage and maybe listen in on these two's conversation. It doesn't matter if the train goes off without me, I can make my way back. Yeah, okay. Yeah, as they're getting onto the train, Knight is just like, it just doesn't make sense, you know? Like, and Gislin's just nodding along and listening. He's barely saying anything. This is all night just rambling at him. Okay. Like, I looked it up. Dragons are nothing like what we face at the tower. They're, they're nothing like it. I don't know what this guy is supposed to be, but they're... They claim to be a dragon, and all signs point to it, but there's, there's nothing like him. There's nothing like him. There's nothing there. I feel like this is a waste of our time. Dragons are, oh, what we thought they were. And this guy isn't one. And I don't know what we're going to do. And Gislin just nods and we're going to do our job. So we're, that's what we're supposed to do. And she just sighs. Pulls, pulls out a book. As they sit in their car. Okay, so that conversation has stopped now? Yes. It, okay. It's a tail end of what was probably a 45 minute rant. Okay, so I'm, I'm just going to go back to my friends and relay this information. Yeah. So yeah, I, I thought it might be a long conversation and the train might pull out without me, but that's fine. It means I don't have to try and figure out how to get back. This train is going to be in station for like 25 minutes because they're Yo. offloading a tank. Yo, Gnome. Yeah, what's up? Yo, what if the ch- car that they chose to sit in is the car that Harbinger Harbinger was in before they went to the tank? <laughs> oh, so now no. Harbinger doesn't really so much have a way back. Okay, yes, they're sitting in your car. Uh, is your portal hidden in any way, or like, I think what's it look like? you would have to know to crawl into a luggage compartment. I think okay. it's like the kind of portal where it's not really visible. It's just like wait, wait. I have a crazy idea. So it's there, there's like overhanging luggage compartments, right? Right. You made the portal in the underside of one of those, so it opens up in the floor of the tank. Oh, that's great. Okay. So Gislin, you like look through your hole back to your room, and Gislin is sitting directly underneath your portal. Oh boy! If he looked I'm up, so... he would see the tank. Oh, <laughs> uh, awkward. Well, I guess I'm. Hmm. I guess it's time to use my little telepathic communication to let the others in on what exactly is a going on. Yes. Hey. So funny story. I'm in the tank. Why am I not surprised by this? So, who wants to steal a tank? Me! Cool, so we're gonna have to distract all the guards and also... 
I super don't know how to pilot this thing. Yuri, you go. But it's fine, it's fine. There's a magic portal, it'll take you right to it. It's uh, right above Geislin. Huh. So, you know, should be pretty simple. Ooh. Who do you need distracted? Ideally, I would like Knight and Geislin distracted from the room that they're in right now, which is our former room, which seems a little presumptuous if you ask me. Um, and yeah, Yuria, Yuria would have to get up in there, look under the luggage rack, climb up into the tank, and pilot it away. There's also the time pressure that there are soldiers unhitching the tank, and they are probably, like, that's going to take them like five minutes, and then they're going to want to pilot the tank off of the platform. Yeah. Okay, so... And then I'm in here, so... What I want to do is that I'm going to take the posters for... Myself and for Harbinger, and I still have my hair down. And also, they're not going to recognize me. Uh, so Iria is going to be walking by some soldiers. She's going to try and just do this little act thing where she someone looks up. She looks at the room that Knight and Gislin are in, and she looks back at the posters, and she looks back up again, and she looks at the posters again. Roll to keep them busy. Well, I mean, I was trying to get the guards to. Pay attention. Oh, is that so? Keep him busy? Yeah, this, this is explicitly what it's for. You are trying to distract some people. Excellent. So you can do, you do other things. That's what keep them busy is. Very well. And this is a courage roll, too, so I get a plus three. And I needed that, because I got a seven. So that's a ten. <laughs> Alright, so you can keep them busy for as long as you need to. So you have basically now a bunch of soldiers just basically going to Gislin Knight's room like, Hey, hey, these posters. You look like just this blanket! You look like the guys we're looking for. And so while they're doing that then, I will be doing what Harbinger told me to and get into the luggage area and... Oh, that is a tank. And that, Well, okay. Part of the problem is, um, while you are distracting them, there's going to be a quick scene playing out because they aren't going to quickly vacate exactly. They're going to protest the charges. And what that looks like is a soldier confronting them, pointing at them, Knight telling them this is ridiculous, you have the wrong people, and he said, no, no, we're going to have to take you in anyway. And then they go flying out through the window, smashing through the wall of the car, smashing through the ticket, tellers as Gislin just punched the guy. Oh god, I accidentally got someone almost killed. Hmm, funny that. Okay, hang on, let me put on my best soldier voice. Let me sound like... Can I just sound like a mechanic or something in the tank and be like Oh no, sounds like somebody just got punched through a wall. We better all run and check it out. Yeah, oh, while you're... Yeah, you do that. You're doing that. Oh, no. And while you're doing that, Gislin's like Alright, Knight, sounds like we're not riding the train. And he steps out through his hole. As a bunch of guards are running from the tank up to the train station. So, Knight left the room? Uh, yeah, Knight is going with Gislin, and now they're going to be fighting their way out. Uh, <laughs> they are not on the same side as Lendora. Warp pipe! Hey, Harvey. They're on the ground, right? Okay, yeah, fucking they're radical. The now that Yuria's in the tank, I'm going to close both seals. Alright. Just to keep. Night and gig 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 extra distracted. I'm gonna open up a pit trap underneath them. <laughs> <laughs> so like a river is cutting through the middle of the train platform. Yeah. All right. That they will good. absolutely know that it's me, but nobody else does. Faye, I have a question. Yeah. How have you not renamed this ability to "A River Runs Through It"? <gasps> That's really good. That is very good. <laughs> and now, just for comedy purposes, because your trap only actually hits one person, Knight avoids it. As Gislin gets swept back. <laughs> I mean, does Knight avoid it, or can Knight just kind of flap out of it? That's exactly what it is. Like, the, the river opens up, it starts to brush Gislin away, and Knight just, like, flaps out of it. it yeah, it's like, away. Toad can't make the junk, but jump, but Princess Peach can easy with the hover thing. You know? Well, yes. the thing is, Knight has seen... But Gislin has... can pick things up really fast, so it balances out, yeah. Knight has seen and been trapped by this before, and knows what it looks like when no, it's No, Gislin forming. was trapped last time, too. 
Oh. You trapped the cyborg both times. God, what an idiot robot. Okay. <laughs> and as soldiers are swarming up onto the platform, and Knight is going to stand off against them. And Pinpin is there at the rest stop. <laughs> Have fun, Pinpin. No problem. So what are you doing as this is all unfolding in front of you? Because it's been a very hectic minute. Um, I'm not sure what actually I can do about this situation other than draw more attention watch. to myself. I yeah. can just watch. And that's seeming really appealing. Is there... There's like a newspaper dispenser if you want a thing to hide behind. I mean, I can just leave. You could just leave. You actually do have your exit ticket. You could just walk out. Yeah, and we all know where we're meeting up. I'm gonna just walk out. I'm sorry okay. for being a coward, but I have been the patsy for so many shenanigans at this point that yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay sitting one out and like leaving to Dragon's Lore early. Uh, is a river opening up in the middle of a train station enough of a distraction for the t- tank to just kind of roll away into the nearby underbrush where we can at least temporarily hide it? That plus the fact that all the soldiers just literally ran away from the tank. Yeah, that was Knight. really convenient. Mm, thank you, Gislin. Thank you, Knight. Mm, mm, uh, fucking thank suckers. you, Pop Tart. Thank you, Pop Tart, for my life. Yes. Is that what you wanted to hear? Yes. Because now you heard it. Let's get this tank on the dank. All right, and you drive off of the platform with your tank. I think the plan is that for now we should try to hide this somewhere near the university and then come back and pick it up when the pumpkin patch is all up and running. Yeah, that could work. Because I don't think we're going to be able to get a train ba- or a tank back on the train back, you know? No, not really. That would be it's a, little a little bit, bit harder to pull yeah. off. <sighs> so Pop-Tart, uh, who yeah. are you going with? What are you doing? Because you have options in front of you. Two of your friends are riding away in a tank. One is just walking out the front and into town. That's a good question. Yeah. I don't know what I really can do. I mean, Knight doesn't need any more distracting. Yeah, the, like you don't. You can leave this fight behind you. You don't have to participate. You can if you want, but you don't have to. You could go with Pan, or you could go with Yuria and Harbinger, or you could do your own thing. I don't know what you want to do. I really, really want to get these two arrested. And nothing stops the Pop Tart scorned. But I should probably go looking for trouble first. Okay. I mean, you'll find it either way. These two have obviously spoken to her at some point. I need to find out what what they asked her. Okay, so you're going to hop ahead to the library ahead of everyone else? Yeah, sure. It won't take me long All right. to get there. Yeah, well, it won't take you long. You'll get there much faster than the two people riding a tank through town and have to hide it. And <laughs> I told you we should have stopped who was walking ask- and lost. <laughs> I pretty clearly said uh, unobjection. I pretty clearly said underbrush. Yeah, okay. So we're gonna hide this and then... You're you're finding someplace to stash it, yes. Also, like, the drag... Like, dragon's lore is made out of a dragon's skeleton, so it's not Mm. exactly easy to miss. Yes, there is a towering tower of dragon bones. That's what you're just doing, that parallel parking thing where she keeps backing up, going forward, that little bit of time. Oh, are you doing that Austin Powers scene? Yeah, yeah it just keeps bumping. Turn. <laughs> it just keeps bumping into the bones. It's like, yeah, just on, doing like a 95 this. point turn. I got this. I got this. Oh my god. Well, I guess we do always manage to find trouble, huh? Yeah, we do. Da 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 da.